Ladies and gentlemen, Fourth and Trollers, welcome back to Fourth and Troll Fantasy, the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And we are back with you for another episode, and not only just another episode, the the final episode before the conclusion of the regular season of the fantasy football wow, playoffs. Wow, wow. Perhaps the most important studs and duds of the season and some of the most important news you can hear before we embark on one last regular season uh, matchup that we have in fantasy football. It's going to be a fun time and it's even more fun because we made it through. We made it through. We made it through a Thursday night football game, Wes. And, and I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, and I'm crushed. Uh, my, my work Christmas party was uh, was tonight. It was was on, was the night we are recording right now. We record Thursday nights after the game, just to break the fourth wall right there for you guys and let you guys know mm-hmm. how we how we do things here at Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Uh, and unfortunately, my work Christmas party was tonight, and so I was not able to watch this incredible matchup of Bailey Zappi versus Mitch Trubisky. And I've never been more heartbroken mm-hmm. about anything, but I was keeping up. You were keeping me posted, Wes, and. You made it through. Kudos to you. How are how are you doing? You made me suffer alone. That's all I'll say. <laughs> this was awful. I this this is this was terrible. Uh, the Steelers, <laughs> the Steelers have such a joke record, and oh, and we got some surprising fantasy outputs that we're going to talk about yeah. a little bit as well. So there's that aspect, which is what the point of our show is. But as far as actually enduring that, that was that was pathetic. There's no other way around it. That was pathetic. Yeah. As as much so, as people will talk about how Kenny Pickett isn't a franchise quarterback, he may not be, but he's better than Mitch Trubisky. It seems. Oh like my gosh. It's pretty. That's pretty absurd. It feels like we've had that with a couple teams recently this season, where it's like, "Come on, we're not doing anything here. The backup must be better." And then we see the backup, and it's like, oh, "Okay, so Kenny Pickett was first round pick yeah. for a reason." Okay, hey, there's a reason. They're the backup. Yeah, so that's the, let's this all stop makes pretending. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah. Listen, I we'll talk about the fantasy impacts that happened on Thursday because, as wild as it is, and how much of a a disappointing game it may have been to watch. A handful of like notable and surprising, like two the like, conversation worthy fantasy football performances out of Thursday night's game of the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the New England Patriots. So it'll be a fun time. We're going to break that down a little bit, go over a little bit of news, and of course give you some studs and duds. The final studs and duds oh. of the regular season wow. for fantasy football. It's going to be a good time. Before we do all that, comment down below. Let us know. Did you did you have anybody starting on Thursday night? Did you did you did you roll out anybody with your season on the line for fantasy football, hoping maybe taking a dart throw? Hopefully this person will pay off, and maybe they did. Let us know down there. And while you're down there, like, subscribe, ring that bell as well, so you'll always get our post notifications whenever we are dropping content for you. And while you're down there, make sure you are following us on all our socials. You'll see it below us here at Fourth and Troll, and on Facebook at Fourth and Troll Fantasy. We're always putting out content there for you as well to keep you guys in the loop, drop some fantasy football knowledge, and hopefully make you laugh. Because uh, we, we, I don't know, being funny is fun. We're the right? most entertaining fantasy yeah. football podcast on the planet. We hope you can laugh during this. 
Can't you tell the, the delivery Steelers. was flawless right there? Yeah. Uh, listen, before we do all that, though, we got some news. Got to talk about a few things in, uh, in the NFL sphere before we take on the final week of the fantasy football regular oh, season. Yes. Wes, break it down. This first one here, I can't believe we're even saying this, but there's there's something going on in Duval County. Duval County may have their franchise quarterback this week, despite having what? what is officially been declared as a high ankle sprain. He returned to practice Thursday, and in case he doesn't play, we also have a bit of an update on C.J. Beathard, who has been dealing with a, with a shoulder injury that he sustained on Monday night against the Bengals. Uh, he's been a limited participant, so if he was going to play in place of Trevor Lawrence. He still will, but it'll be through a lot of pain. But that is the quarterback update for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking of backup quarterbacks and questions about, is this guy really as bad as everyone says he is? Well, let's talk about the New York Jets for a second because all of you are aware of the situation, but let's just give you the update on what's going on. The Jets first released Tim Boyle after they declared him the starter over Zach Wilson. And then they signed Brett Rippon. And then they decided that Zach Wilson will return as the Jets' starter. And I have as the last word on our notes, whoop-dee-doo, because what's the point now? Anyway, fun, fun for the Jets fans. Kevin O'Connell confirmed they will stick with Josh Dobbs at quarterback they are not going to make any change for Nick Mullen or anybody else on that roster they're going to continue with Josh Dobbs despite throwing a lot of interceptions against Chicago it doesn't surprise us but there was some I, question yeah, I think the city of Minnesota would have called for Kevin O'Connell's head if he benched their their angel savior Josh Dobbs who came in after yeah. Kirk Cousins got hurt like I, I can't believe it was a conversation I'm sure we might have read into it, but I mean, it, it, we being the NFL world, but like, how how can you how could you have benched Josh Dobbs? Like, it, it I don't understand how they would have. So, very good and to get that confirmation. It's great for us in fantasy that have held out for weeks and weeks to play Justin Jefferson because he practiced in full this week. And he will play Sunday for the first time since week five. Jay Jettas is back. If you somehow made it to playoffs without Justin Jefferson, congratulations. That is uh, A-plus caliber move on your part there. Okay. Brian Dable announced Tommy DeVito will also remain the starter for this week, not Tyrod Taylor. Of course, we'll see how that changes after this week with Tyrod Taylor's return. Darren Waller has also been running routes for the Giants, and he's trying to get back to practice. He could potentially play this week, but it seems unlikely. Christian Kirk will need surgery from a core muscle injury, and he will miss the rest of the fantasy football season. Thank you for your service. You were a top 15 wide receiver and a great pick. We will miss you. We'll draft you next year. Dawson Knox. Yeah, the Bills tight end has been designated off of IR, opening his 21-day practice window. He's not expected to play this week, but his role could impact Alton Kincaid. We hope not, because Kincaid has been a boss. But we'll see if there's any kind of tight end duo in Buffalo. 
the last couple of weeks. Isaiah Pacheco missed practice Wednesday and Thursday with a shoulder injury. He is questionable for Sunday's game against Buffalo. That would be major not only for fantasy, but for the Chiefs offense as they just continue to struggle. It feels like tight ends again are seem to be returning this week as Dallas Goddard is trying to play despite having a fractured forearm. He's going to try to play against the Cowboys. He's been playing full this week, and he, in fact, is likely to play on Sunday for the first time in about three weeks. Dalton Schultz, the tight ends are all back, baby. He returned to practice this week. He should be ready to go as well. Also very important for C.J. Stroud now that Tank Dell is out for the season. Derek Carr is still in concussion protocol. But apparently everything else is just fine. And if he clears protocol, he will start. It's like he's a Frankenstein. It's like he's been put together. How many steel rods does this guy have in his body? I don't know. You know what I you know what I heard? Okay. Look, I pardon my bias, okay, just for one second. But nobody's really talking the narrative about how many concussions Derek Carr's had this season. Nobody's talked about, oh, this guy's had two or three, but you go down to South Beach and they were calling for Tua to retire. I I don't understand. I'm just I'm just pointing that out because this is not the first time Derek Carr it's has very, been a concussion protocol. It's and, very and uh, played every game. I'm just saying. It's I'm something. just saying. It's something. I'm just well, saying. He's in he's in a little bit of hot water with his own teammate right now, it feels like. I'm not sure if you saw this. I only heard about this. On Thursday afternoon, he, he Michael Thomas posted something like on his Instagram story or on his Twitter or something, and it was like something along the lines of like, 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 like some quote that was like "broken eyes get players hurt" or something like that, and like Chris Olave's uh-huh. gotten hurt so far this season. Rashid Shahid's been hurt. Michael Thomas is obviously out yeah. for the season. Taysom Hill isn't practicing right now. Seems like 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 the 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 era of Derek Carr in New Orleans may not be a very long one, depending on how Dennis Allen views this. But it, I <laughs> as mean, if like they're he's throwing hospital passes too often. It that feels what, like it maybe. I mean, it, it, it is worth looking <laughs> at that. Like, hey, Michael Thomas got hurt. Taysom Hill's now hurt. Chris Olave's missed a couple games. Rashid Shaheed's out. It's like, yeah, maybe. Uh, and 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 when you see Derek Carr has gotten hurt, and granted, it may not be fully his own fault but like some of his plays he's gotten hit pretty hard and he's been out of the pocket i won't say he's playing with like a reckless abandon but like it like it it, it i don't know i don't uh, maybe i'm just yeah maybe i just no, don't love Derek carr lately but i don't know it's it, it's somehow a- the dude is gonna but somehow he's iron man is what we're is, is what we land on here it's got wolverine blood He's just yeah. somehow playing every single week this season. It's remarkable. Hey, last two pieces of news, and then we will unfortunately talk about the Steelers and Patriots game. Amari <laughs> Cooper still hasn't practiced this this week due to concussion protocol. He is definitely questionable for this week. It's at this stage. If he doesn't clear it by the time this episode is released on this Friday, then he's probably not going to play Sunday. Just keep that in mind. And speaking of Cleveland, Dorian Thompson-Robinson did return to practice this week, but Joe Flacco was still taking first-team snaps, which implies as of now they're going to start Joe Flacco going forward. Woo! That's it. Yeah, baby. Flacco Super season, MVP. baby. Oh, playoff team. Let's go, Cleveland. 
Dog pound. Joe Flacco threw a touchdown last week, and Jimmy Graham caught a touchdown last week. What year are we in? Yeah, this what is, is definitely what is going ten on? years ago. Yeah, hilarious. What the heck? That's it for the news. Let's let's talk, Wes. Let's talk about <laughs> how how horrible this game was. Thank you. I want to just put an official thank you out there. Thank you for enduring this on my behalf. So I did not, I did not have to. Uh, you've got some stats written down here, some just things we talked about the game. You filled me on how it went. I was following along as well, but a combined seven for twenty-seven on third down between both teams. What a. Fu- 25%. Man, what a what a thrilling match this must have been. I mean, this is just 4 for 13 for the Patriots, 3 for 14 for the Steelers. And yet somehow we still have like six names worth mentioning in fantasy football. Like like it, sure. it's it's somehow happened. Listen, we'll start out with the quarterbacks here because and this is six point passing touchdown scoring, so it's a little less if you're in four point stand, uh, four point scoring. But Mitch Trubisky with twenty three point six fantasy points, and from everything I gathered and what you told me, Wes, he looked atrocious. Like he, he was so terrible. bad. He was I, really, he was not good. And and the Steelers yeah. fans were not having it. Man, they were they were chanting for Mason Rudolph to take the field. Oh, gosh. They were booing at almost every incompletion, and he had he had thirteen incompletions. So it, it was just. It was hard to watch, and yeah, oh, and not even mention you talked about the third down uh, failures that were happening on both sides of the ball, but then there were the fourth down conversions, and they were just there inside the ten yard line, and they still don't get the fourth down. It it was it was bad, and we actually and we went into the game, and Kirk Herbstreit was. You know, tossing around the idea like, "Hey, there are two. These are two franchises that are uh, still trying to figure out if their starters going into the season should be their franchise quarterbacks." You know, we got Mac Jones and and Bailey Zappi is now starting, but you've also got the Steelers, and they're they're kind of questioning: Is is Kenny Pickett really for them? And you know, Trubisky's been around the block; he's a veteran. Maybe this is where they want to go. Uh, don't you dare! Don't don't replace Kenny Pickett with Mitch Trubisky. That's please. That's all I'll say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, terrible, terrible stuff. And yet somehow we still land here with Mitch Trubisky scoring 23.6 fantasy points. I don't know who had the stones to roll out Mitch Trubisky this week. <laughs> I don't know who, who, who had the, 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 the steel nerves to, to just go After ahead. Herbert and just, gets seven exactly, points. Exactly. But, 23.6. I will say in a uh, in a dynasty league I'm in, had some injuries and bye weeks at quarterback. So I've had Trubisky on my roster all season just because it was like, hey, if anything ever happens to Pickett, I think it was after Pickett's first injury that I was like, hey, let me let me pick him up just in case. And then Pickett came back and played that week, but I never dropped him. I had to play Mitch Trubisky this week. And I'm like, hey, oh my all gosh. right. It could it could have been worse. It could have been, been worse. So 23.6 there. And then his top target and my my must start from Tuesday's episode, and it was a cautious must start because it was like, hey, I don't know if you want to be starting anybody 
in this in this matchup here. But if you have to start someone, make it Deontay Johnson. Seven targets is what you love to see out of this. He led the team in target. Actually, he was tied with Pat Fryermuth, but he led the team uh, with Fryermuth in targets. 57 yards and a touchdown on three catches. Not great, but he gets you 14.7 fantasy points. And that's, I, I mean, at least everywhere I saw, that's higher than he was projected. So you were saved by a little bit of a deep pass. I think it was like a 25-yard catch um, on that last drive for Pittsburgh. Uh, but Deontay ends up being being okay. And I, I, I guess maybe what we can take away here is like it maybe feels like we're going to be spreading the ball around. I'll say like New England defense is no joke. They just held Justin Herbert and the Chargers to six points. So like right. New England they, defense they had has a been historic a lot better. stat actually. With yeah. um, having three straight games of holding opponents under 10 points. Or they've held opponents under 10 points in three games. And in fact, they lost all and, those and games. They lost every single one of them. Yeah, hilarious. But, that's but so funny. That's They're a good defense. Yeah, so 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 this could be a little different against another another team. But it wasn't great. But it, it seems like Mitch Trubisky's going to spread the ball around. Seven targets for Deontay Johnson. Seven for Pat Fryermuth. Six for, excuse me, six for George Pickens. Uh, five for Jalen Warren, three for Najee Harris. Like it seems like everybody's going to get a little piece of the pie, at least from what we're gathering from this game. Um, but the only skill player that, if I have to play a skill player from the Steelers going forward, I mean, the running backs might be a matchup dependent play, but I, the only one I'll feel comfortable considering is is Deontay Johnson. So it seems. I I I can't. I can't. I mean, it's it's now playoffs. The next time we have a Steelers player to put in our lineups is going to be playoffs. Right. I three for fourteen on third down. I, I, that's an offense yeah. that's so inefficient. Yeah. Uh, there's no way I can trust the team to extend the play. This is back to back weeks. They've lost to a two win team, the Cardinals, yeah. and now the Patriots. And and it's Mitch Trubisky again for sure next week because Kenny Pickett was going to be out two to four weeks, so it's definitely Trubisky next week. I, yeah, and and that that's actually the concern for me is that he did spread the ball and only got 191 yards. I yeah, mean, seven targets to Deontay piece. Johnson, seven targets to Fryermuth. You said six to George Pickens. Those are all good, and 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 Jalen Warren had five targets. You've been saying it. Yeah. Yes, the the targets are nice, but he only got 191 yards. And and truth be told, Trubisky should have had three interceptions. He should have had three interceptions. One of them was called back on a holding penalty, and the other the. It should have been four. It should have been four because one was just dropped by a defender and then one was thrown into a Patriots team meeting and it just <laughs> fell short. But it was I, – I I personally can't move forward with any Steelers player in fantasy for the playoffs because that – the best it feels like we're going to get is 15 points. That's not yeah. going to win me a champion. That's not going to get me to the next round. So no, – no. It won't. I mean, I, 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 if you, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And it, it, I'm, all I want to say is if you have to, the only one I feel like if you're like, if I was desperate and it, and I had George Pickens on my bench or somebody else, like it wouldn't be George Pickens. 
It would be whoever else I had. If you right. Deontay Johnson is the only one that you can put in your lineup and close your eyes and just hope, hope something happens, and and and, and hopefully he finds the end zone. Maybe it doesn't look good though. The, the this is I mean hope hopefully the timeline return. If you're desperate and if you've been banking on you know De- you're holding on to Deontay, he was hurt and you know he was an early pick for you. I think fifth or sixth round and. Maybe maybe this turns out for him. Maybe whenever Pickett returns, maybe he gets lucky a couple weeks, but it doesn't feel good going forward with the Steelers, which is disappointing, especially for a guy like Pat Fryermuth. Like we we really felt like he was gonna oh. pick back up in this new in this new scheme offense here. And and again, like all three weeks he's been back so far, like his targets have been good, but like the, the targets are so such low quality with Mitch Trubisky under center. So yeah. it, it Hey, maybe a long week helps them, but I'm not I'm not rolling anyone out in round one of the playoffs for the from this from this team. If they Absolutely if they prove not. me wrong, that's when I'll that's when I'll close my eyes and throw somebody in a lineup and hope for a miracle. <laughs> but it does not feel good. It doesn't feel good. That's, uh, that's for sure. I don't know if anybody that made playoffs has any Steelers on their teams. I mean, honestly, I don't know if anybody that has yeah. Steelers on their teams has made fantasy playoffs. So this this may be a redundant talking point just to begin with, but the last thing, and then we'll talk about the Patriots' surprising success in fantasy and in the real world. It does it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna overreact in this way, but you gotta look at the Steelers offense and be like, uh was Matt Canada really the problem? Let me just something to think about as we look at just the <laughs> The offense and how inefficient they were. Again, it's Trubisky, not Kenny Pickett. So who knows what this game would have looked like? Instead, yeah, but. we we've seen we've seen a quarter, we've seen a game and a half of Trubisky without Matt Canada, and we've seen a game and a half now with Trubisky at quarterback without Matt Canada. So I think next week will be very very telling. Hopefully, because we you know it's disappointing. Hopefully, man, I hope this is. Tomlin pulls some voodoo and he keeps his streak alive of a winning record. Dude, just two more games. Two more wins. Two more wins in the next four. That's all you need. That's it. That's all you need. Two (sighs) more wins in the next four. Figure it out and you and you and split. Split your final four and you keep your streak alive. So gosh. Pittsburgh Steelers make me sad. I'm never going to Pennsylvania. Uh New England, on the (laughs) other hand. (laughs) Hey, like four guys here that are like Fantasy relevant. We're talking about Bailey Zappi throws three touchdowns, 219 for 28, 240 and three, throws an interception. He's 28 fantasy points on 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 the week. And dude, I think Bailey Zappi's gonna finish as like a top five quarterback this week. Like like 28 More. points is is no small number. Like that's not super easy to surpass. I mean, we'll see no. what happens, but but dude, 28 fantasy point day. If again, if you were desperate and you had to roll out Zappy somewhere, congratulations. Like you sure you hit you hit a home run. Like you, you he he threw three touchdowns. Good day for him. Um more than this though, Zappy's gonna finish the year as the Patriots starter. You oh yeah, you can't you can't tons. win a game. Yeah, no, you if he won the game, if he won the game and threw for 191 yards, a touchdown and an interception. He would he would remain the start of the rest of the year. Like if he had Mitch Trubisky's stat line yeah. and they won the game, Belichick would have been like, "Damn, that feels good." <laughs> All right, yeah, roll him out, roll him out, zap, 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 zap. There we go. 
Um, he has a good a good game here for fantasy. Not sure how many people started up. I wonder what the percentage is there. But hey, there you go. Uh, the risky start that I rolled out was Ezekiel Elliott. I said twenty three opportunities in this game in the in the game prior. Once once uh, Ramondre Stevenson went out, was great. You love to see it. It's it's that's awesome. You, you you're you're loving the the workload he's getting. We just haven't seen him be a workhorse in a long time. So we don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know how it's going to go. We know James Conner just ran all over the Steelers' defense. 27 points for Ezekiel Elliott, another New England Patriot that's probably that's, that's likely to finish top five in the position in fantasy this week. Dude, yeah. is, Zeke, is Zeke maybe a league winner? Like, like we know Ramondre is good. We know Ramondre was a, was a very talented guy, but a big piece of Ramondre was, hey, he gets a lot of work in the PPR game, and he's he, yeah. he's he's their guy. He they they trust him, dude. Twenty two carries, eight tar- thirty opportunities in this game. I mean, crazy seven for seventy two and a touchdown in the air. Pretty inefficient on the ground. You know, seventy seventy yards, sixty eight yards on twenty two carries. So wasn't like carving it up, but. I'm rolling out, unlike any of these Steelers players, I'm rolling out Ezekiel Elliott in round one of the playoffs next week, I think. Like, I feel good I, about it. I think, I I don't know. What do you think, dude? It's it's hard to look at that stat and say that's a fluke because you do it two weeks in a row. And I know 10 points last week wasn't impressive, but if you're sure. going to get 140 yards on the ground and in the air and you're going to finish with nearly 30 <laughs> points... I mean, I'll I'll admit it. I I was worried about it, and me too. I'm proven wrong, and yeah. I guess Ezekiel Elliott is the way to go for fantasy playoffs. Dude, Zeke might be a league winner. I don't know. This is like this is very very interesting. I let me check here. I'm curious now. I want to see the remaining schedule. I want to see the remaining schedule. I want to see who else is in is is in the cards for them going forward. Because, dude, depending on this matchup. This could be this could be pretty pretty spicy here. They still uh, have to play Kansas I think, all City, the AFC East, Kansas City, Denver, and Buffalo in the fantasy playoffs. So uh, oh, let me okay, here. Okay. Let me double check. Sorry, I, that was the matchup uh, matchup for Hunter Henry here. Case uh, yeah. So Kansas City, Denver, and Buffalo. Kansas City, you've been able to run on a little bit more. As of late, they're along the third highest yards per carry over the last month. Right. Uh, Denver, they're always their matchups always going to be tainted by the the Miami game, but they're they're you can you can tend to run against them as we saw Alexander Madison have some success in primetime a handful of weeks ago. Uh, Damian Pierce found the end zone. I mean that, that's that last week. That's that's something interesting there. And then Buffalo, you you've been able to run the ball against this year, like. <sighs> Zeke is Zeke might be a lineup lock for the fantasy playoffs, dude. I don't know. I, Just might. 30 opportunities. <laughs> 30 opportunities. How do you and that's the thing? Like that's all like that, that that's matchups based off the ground game. Like, dude saw eight targets. Eight yeah. targets. And they're, they're I mean, seven for 72 and a touchdown. Like that's dude, that's better than freaking that's better than Deontay Johnson's day. Like what, like what? 
Huh? It's it's amazing. You take away just the rushing statistics, what he did on the ground, and that's still more than twenty points. Yeah, that's still that's just still twenty more points. Than 20 in the points. Air. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think Zeke is a lineup lock for the fantasy playoffs. The oh opportunities gosh. he's going to get is crazy. Is it 2016 again or what, dude? I don't even what is going dude. Is Ezekiel Elliott about to carry people <laughs> to a fantasy football <laughs> championship? He very well could. This is crazy. I, I was debating. I'm, I feel I'm, I'm very happy I did this. I, I threw him into my lineup uh, last minute. I was debating between Jalen Warren and Ezekiel Elliott. Very happy I went with Zeke. I feel really good about it. It's exciting stuff there. A birthday boy. Had a decent, decent game. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was my don't start. Yes. And I believe my exact quote was, Hunter Henry isn't Trey McBride. Don't get cute. Well, mm. Hunter Henry caught two touchdowns just like Trey McBride did. So I don't know what to tell you. I mean, this is like what? Like, I, I guess, I guess he is. I mean, happy birthday, Hunter Henry. 19 fantasy points on Three opportunities isn't very sustainable, but good for him. He found the end zone twice. If for some reason you took a shot on Hunter Henry, congrats. Like I, I don't know what to tell you there, but right, good game for uh, him. Let me. Was do it, was we that? do we do we now roll out the Colts tight end because the Steelers of, are playing them two next. straight weeks? Right. Is it is it Kylan Grant? No, I mean, maybe, <laughs> dude. We gotta who's watch because maybe who's the Colts tight end? Kyle, Kyler, Kylan Granson, I believe, or like I don't because I don't think Moali Cox is back yet. I believe they've got named uh, Ogletree as well. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't. Oh yeah. It's I don't think you can, but it's something you watch. Because if the That's Steelers so do funny. do three weeks in a row, just giving up Kylan big points to the Grantson. tight end, yeah. If they give if they Gosh. give three weeks in a row, giving up big points to the tight end spot, you, maybe maybe it's one of those matchups you target. Dude, dude, Kylan Granson just had ten points. Dude, I if it happens, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Kylan Granson's gonna get two, two two touchdowns against the Steelers in Week 15. Absurd. I can't wait. Playoff hero. You heard it here first. For the troll. (laughs) (laughs) Last one here we'll talk about, and then we'll get through this Thursday night mess. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, 13 fantasy points, four catches for 90 yards on six targets. Wes, I think this this isn't fluke or for real, but if it was, I'd say fluke. Pop Douglas is not playing right now. Uh, Devontae yeah. Parker, I don't think was active. I believe I saw him on the inactive list. I'm not sure if he was active or not. He may, I, he may have been. I could have missed, like maybe missed. No, speaking, I didn't but. see him at all. But so, it, really, most of that was the first uh, drive. Really, oh, is what okay. it felt like the first like two, and it was like, oh, that's right. Maybe this is a revenge game for Juju Smith-Schuster. He's in Pittsburgh. He's going to try to do something, and that was kind of it. It was like really that first two, those first two drives, and that yeah. It just stalled out afterwards. So, so, yeah, it is a fluke. Not not looking at much going forward there with Juju. Uh, if, if the passing game continues, it'll be through Pop Douglas, who when he comes back, he'll be involved, I'm sure. And and Ezekiel Elliott's going to continue getting getting at least I, – I, I'll say he's going to get at least five targets over the next three games. Like, I think that's the story we're at with this team. Each game. Each game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the next – yeah, through the fantasy playoffs, I think he will average five targets a game. Mark my words. We'll write that one down to revisit that because that's when I want to done. I want to I want to come back to, you. but Zeke is going to be a playoff a playoff 
hero. I'm, I'm calling it. Uh, last one, last last thing we'll mention on Thursday night because we got a comment on our one of our YouTube videos from uh, user Pain dash Pain is what I felt knowing this game was happening. By the way, Pain <laughs> dash QK four QH originality to the max right there by the way yeah. as well but gosh this is just creatives are everywhere man Great. Oh, just we're in a renaissance <laughs> yeah, yeah oh my gosh <laughs> uh listen we got this comment on our youtube video that we posted about about thursday night and how terrible it was gonna be they just said f it i'm taking pats and the over I don't know how much money you won in this, but but great yeah. job because you you knocked it out of the park. <laughs> She's a genius. Yeah, unbelievable. I, there you go. I want to know, Payne. What? Who? Who are your uh, studs and duds for the week? Could you let yeah, us know? Because clearly know. you know something we don't. <laughs> you know everything. Yeah. Uh, listen, that's gonna do it for the Thursday night recap. We made it through. Thank goodness, Wes. I'm sorry you had to endure that, but we are we are through. I am too. The rest of the final week of the regular season. And these are perhaps, like I said, the most important studs and duds of the year. I'm gonna jump into studs and duds here. If you if, if not F you, if you are new to uh to fourth and troll fantasy and so F you pain dash QK four hey. QH <laughs> I'm digging the pants in the over. Um if you're new to Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Studs and duds, this is how it goes. Every week we give you a stud and a dud. Studs are people that we think are going to exceed their expectations as far as their fantasy football projection goes. People that we think, hey, these are guys you should have in your lineup. This is going to be a good week for them. We're, we're really feeling strongly about that. And duds, the exact opposite here. People that we think, hey, these guys might be in your lineup, but you're going to want to temper your expectations here. It's not. It may not be as pretty as you hope it will be. That being said, I'm going to start out here with my week 14 stud. And uh, I'm excited about this one. This player is going to play in prime time. And, uh, oh. and I think they're going to shine under the lights. My week 14 stud is Jalen Waddle, Wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins going up against the Tennessee Titans on Monday night football. I think Jalen Waddle is about to have a really, really good game. He has had eight or more targets in six of his last eight games. And the only two games he didn't have eight targets in were the games where he was hurt and did not play the entire game, Philly and Kansas City. He has still been involved. He has been getting his looks from Tua. They just have not converted the same way they have in his first two seasons. Eight targets a game is a fantastic benchmark to be at. And I know people have been disappointed with Jalen Waddle. He's been a little hurt. He hasn't had the big, big, massive games yet. I'm feeling good about Jalen Waddle this week. And just to add a little bit more spice onto that, uh, last week against the Indianapolis Colts, Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce combined for 22 targets, 14 catches, 205 yards, and two touchdowns between the two of those guys. Now, I know if you've been watching Hard Knocks, you've seen it. If you watch the Dolphins this season, you've seen it. I know Tua loves himself some Tyreek. But I'm thinking yeah. Jalen Waddle gets himself involved here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make a call here. I'm going to say we're looking at maybe a, maybe a six for 90 and a touchdown week, looking at like a 20-plus point week for Jalen Waddle here. I am excited about Jalen Waddle uh, in this final week of the regular season. And, uh, you know, since it's the final week of the regular season, Wes, I'm breaking the rules. 
I'm huh? breaking the rules. That's right. I've what? got a stud 2.0 for week 14. Whoa! I've got two studs this week. Whoa! You know why? Because it's the final week of the regular season. We need to know. And I got you. Here we go. Stud 2.0. For week 14, the final week of the regular season, the final week before fantasy football playoffs, you need to lock somebody in. You need somebody to carry you to a victory. Is James Cook, baby. James Cook running back for the Buffalo Bills going up against the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. James Cook, since Ken Dorsey had gotten fired, has 44 opportunities over his last two games. To put that into context, the four games prior to Ken Dorsey being fired, including that primetime game against Denver, James Cook had 46 opportunities through those four games. And he has had 44 opportunities in his last two since Ken Dorsey's been fired, which is interesting Because if you go and you look at it, he's played his lowest snap count that he has this whole season in these two games. But they are being very intentional with James Cook as they are using him. He has had a 14% target share over these last two weeks without Ken Dorsey. And like I said earlier, Kansas City is allowing the third highest yards per carry over the last month. And if we know anything about James Cook, he is wildly efficient when he is on the ground. I know the Philadelphia game, he had a drop, and that could have been an even bigger day for you. But he has been wildly good over the last two games since Ken Dorsey had gotten fired. His fantasy output is 19.2 fantasy points and 16 fantasy points, tied for his two of his highest weekly finishes since he has been playing this season. Ken Dorsey's out. And James Cook is in. He's locked into my lineup. I'm actually playing James Cook over Puka Nakua this week in a tough matchup against Baltimore. I feel better about James Cook against Kansas City. As I'm making those tough decisions, it was a, it's, it's a tough one. you got to think about it. Definitely make sure you compare some stuff. But I'm feeling great about James Cook this week. He's being used well. He's being used efficiently, and they have a game plan for him. He's getting a lot of work, and it's going to be a good time for him this weekend against Kansas City. James Cook, stud 2.0 for week 14. Let's get, wow. some, let's get some dubs here. Carry yourselves to the playoffs. Let's go, dude. The courtesy of you to give two studs is uh, <laughs> amazing. That is thoughtful. That is dedication because, you know, a lot not a lot of people at this point are going to be paying attention to fantasy football podcasts and shows. Some people are writing off their season like, well, it's a long shot to win. Yeah. Let's go, dude. You got two studs for us. Let me react real it. quickly and then I will I will uh, give give mine as well. Yeah, um, definitely. For, for James Cook, uh, I, at the very least, it's just a good reminder that you should still start him. Um I, I'm someone with you that has just believed in James Cook for a long time, felt frustrated with his lack of opportunities, felt frustrated for his lack of touchdowns as well. That's been a real issue in fantasy yeah. for us, for James Cook's owners. Um, but this does feel right. And, you know, personally, I don't think whatever – in whatever way it happens, I think the Chiefs are still somehow going to find a way to beat the Bills just because that's that's yeah. just their nature. and. You know, it feels like it go either way, but I still feel good about them using James Cook, even if they're down, even if for whatever reason they're down by two scores at some point. James Cook seems to be important in that offense. 
Jalen Waddle. What did you say? That uh, Colts wide receivers had 22 catches, 200 something 20, 22 yards. 22 targets uh, for 14 catches, 205 yards, and two touchdowns between Michael Pittman Jr. and Alec Pierce on uh, last Sunday. 14 catches, 205 yards, and two touchdowns. Okay, so that's Tyreek Hill's stat line. Right, yeah. And here's the here's the only concern I have because we've now seen this multiple weeks from the Dolphins. They'll be up so big that the starters get benched in the yeah. third quarter. That's the I genuinely think that's the reason Jalen Waddle is not producing to the third round talent we drafted him for is the Dolphins score so quickly and they're up so big that they just give the guys a break. Yeah. And it's it's a hilarious frustration because at least you can I mean the the statistics you gave are helpful for Jalen Waddle owners to know like I know I know it's there. It's all there. They just they just yeah. end up getting 30 to 40 points by halftime and then I and then they just put them they just start showering by the third quarter and just going to get rid of the press conference. Like it's ridiculous. So yeah. I hope I would love to see Jalen Waddle to put up some big numbers the last few weeks. That would be major for fantasy playoffs, yeah. but we'll see how that really pans out. But yeah. We're I, also I, I pull from something here from uh from Hard Knocks. And it was a it was a funny yeah. funny little little moment there in this latest Hard Knocks episode in season with the Miami Dolphins. If you haven't watched on uh, Max, not a sponsor, but if you want to be and you want to give us money, you're a sponsor. So there you go. On Max HBO Hard Knocks in season with the Miami Dolphins, they're in in practice, and uh, and Mike McDaniel leans over to the executive vice president of the Miami Dolphins and goes. And this is, this is before the Washington game, so this is not about the Tennessee game. But he leads over to the EVP, and he goes, I just got a feeling Tua is going to go for 405 on, on Sunday. And, and, and Tua did not get there against the commanders. Tua had a great day. He was like 18 for 24, 250 and 2 or something like that. He had a great day running the offense. But it seems like Mike McDaniel wants Tua to have that game. Wants Tua to have another Denver-like game. And wants All Tua right. to have another another Chargers-like game. And, and if we go back to, like, like I said, eight targets in his, six of his last eight for Waddle, the Commanders game, the play right before Raheem Mostert's touchdown, Jalen Waddle got himself in an incredible space in the middle of the field wide open. And he went down at like the six-yard line. And it's like, dude, if he, if he gets a little angle and he gets in the end zone there, he's having like an 18-point day versus that 10-point day. So – I'm feeling good about Waddle, man. I, I, it's, it's, All it's right. definitely you got to put on some, some an extra pair of tidy whiteies to be able to really feel okay rolling them out. But mm. I, I, I believe under the lights, I think it's he's due for his game. So we're gonna see Tyreek have his okay. go for two hundred and two. But I think Jalen Waddle can have a, have a really solid game this last this final week of the fantasy playoffs. I think he's due. I think it's time. So that's I it for, so. for my stud. Apostrophe S studs, Wes. Give yeah. me your uh, your stud for Week 14, and uh, we'll jump into some duds after that. Oh, I'm leaning in to someone we saw on the previous Thursday night on the Week 13 Thursday night. We saw this rookie wide receiver come alive for his team, and he seems to be moving and grooving. And I think you can roll out. Jackson Smith and Jigba, not just this week, but I think you might be able to put him into your flex option for the 
season. He is cooking. He is phenomenal. There is very, 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 very good reason that he was the first wide receiver taken in this NFL draft. There must be a reason that the Seahawks drafted a wide receiver, not just while DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are on the team, but they were the first team to take a wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, they had the uh, fifth pick overall, and they still got Jackson Smith and Jigba later on in the draft. Now, first seven games of the season, JSN averaged 59% snap count. Last five games, that's been a nice increase to 71% snap count. He is being part of this offense more and more. He's integrating into this scheme with Geno Smith. He's fresh off of an 11-target performance that equated to 62 yards and a touchdown that was overturned. BS, dude. BS. He's in the end zone often. He is going to be part of this offense for the rest of the season. They are in the playoff hunt as well. They are fighting for their spot in this NFC postseason. San Francisco is their next opponent. They are allowing the seventh most points to wide receivers. I know some of you may be scared of what they just did to the Philadelphia Eagles, but division games are wild, man. Division games are crazy. Let's not forget the Patriots have beat the Buffalo Bills. Let's not forget the Broncos have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Commanders give nail-biter games to the Eagles. Division games are wild, and I feel good about Jackson Smith and Jigba. And last point, all of their running backs are pretty banged up. Some of them may not even play. They're going to need to use the passing game no matter what happens. That's my stud for the week. Oh, and I've got a stud 2.0 that we no, didn't even plan. Don't. I'm not even kidding. What's going on? I'm not on even here? kidding. Now what's going on here right before the playoffs? I, I I wasn't going to say this person because I was like, wow, how many people are in this situation? But then you said I've got two studs. I was like, well, I do too, actually. Let's go. Roll out, roll out Justin Fields. Come on, man. Going against Detroit. Detroit's defense. Where's the D? I can't see the defense. I mean, there's nobody (laughs) in that backfield. Let me quote NFL Street to you. Justin Fields, bye week, first game. Where's the D? I can't see the defense. I think Justin Fields, I feel so good about rolling out Justin Fields. I think he's not, he's going to be QB1 on the week. I feel it. And, 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 and for fun, for fun in our family league, Noah, I, it's not going to mark my words, but it's going to be pretty close because here's the idea. I I need to win. I need someone else to lose, okay? And I don't think that really have a shot. I'm going to start Justin Fields over Jalen Hurts. Wow. Who did the Eagles play? Cowboys. The Cowboys? Dang, dude. After Jito just torched him? I mean, oh, man. I mean... Sounds crazy. It sounds insane. It but. does, but 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 if we're playing the ceiling, oh man, that's tough. There's two such similar players. Tough. I they are similar. That's crazy, man. That's division, that's, dude. Division game, division game. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. It's tough to say who. Yeah, there's really only one quarterback you should start instead of Justin Fields. Uh, I mean, instead of Jalen Hurst, and that's Josh Allen. But. 
I might just for fun start Justin Fields. Either way, he's my stud 2.0 because the Lions defense has been horrible the last several weeks. And, oh, they're going to want to have a lot of fun. I love it. I can it. feel it. They're going to want to spoil the Lions. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Let me talk about JSN real quick. We, we raved about this guy in pre-draft process. Didn't understand the landing spot. It's exposed itself over the last month and a half. He is definitely becoming more involved. Tyler Lockett maybe taking a back seat to him. It looks it looks promising for JSN going forward. So I, I fully agree, and I'm I'm with you on that. And I give my stamp of approval. Not that you need it. With Justin Fields, Fields came back just two games before he got hurt. He was incredible. He was throwing for like. He threw like eight touchdowns in two games, right? If something like if he had two four touchdown games, something along yeah. those lines, like it was, it was right. He was playing incredible. He's come back. They had a weird win over the Vikings, but right. his game against his game against the Lions two weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly which one it was, but he he lit it up. He was playing awesome. Him and DJ Moore had the connection. His last touchdown to DJ Moore was a frozen rope that ball over the middle. Fields looks awesome. It's something we we saw last year at the towards the second half of the season. Maybe they're hitting their stride here. Maybe this is going to be a positive thing going forward. Hopefully, he can hold on to the football. That's that's the plan and the hope and the dream. Hopefully, we get rid of those fumbles there. Uh, but I, yeah, I love Fields, dude. Fields got dropped in the league that I'm in, and I was like, uh, wow. yeah, I already have like I have, and it's awesome because I have Herbert, and I'm like. You, like when I saw the drop, I was like, I've got Herbert. And then it was like, oh, Herbert's playing kind of like dog crap, dude. So like I went and I put in a claim for Fields. It's gonna clear in the morning. We'll see we'll see if it goes through. But dude, we'll see. If I mean you if get Fields, fields is, do it. I Chargers get uh Denver. Justin instead of Justin. Yeah, Chargers get Denver. Like that's a tough defense. Like CJ Stroud yeah. just had not like the best game against Denver. Like, I don't know, dude. That's that's tough. Yeah. That's 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 tough, man. I'd, I'd probably go Fields if I have Fields in the, in the lineup there. So if last I get him, note, and then I'll we'll do you know. duds. Um, three weeks ago, uh, Justin Fields ran for rushed for yeah. 104 yards against Detroit. 14 and Detroit's carries, defense right? Is even worse. 18 carries. It's 18 even worse. Carries. I knew it was like way higher. Yeah, worse defense than than it was even just three weeks ago. I yeah. I'm, I'm really going to contemplate. Fields Field. over J- Jalen Hurts just for funsies. Yeah, but Fields is going to be awesome this week. Yeah, Fields is going to be awesome. Go, I'm 100 with you. I'm 100 with you. Uh, talk about duds here real quick before we close up the show. Uh, I'm not happy about this dud pick, but uh, but uh, I unfortunately think it's going to happen, and I think CJ Stroud is going to be a dud this week. He's he's mm-hmm. been incredible. He's been the clear, he is the clear rookie of the year. In some spheres, he's still in the MVP conversation. But you don't pass against the Jets. I benched Tua two weeks ago mm-hmm. because he's playing the Jets. One, because I thought, hey, we're probably going to go up. Dolphins are probably going to go up and he's not going to have that good of a game. But even Tua, like maybe a couple ill advised throws, but Tua threw a pick six. I think threw another pick like a few plays later. Well, no matter the circumstance, like it, it, it's not been great for quarterbacks against the Jets this season. In fact, only three quarterbacks have thrown for over 250 yards against the Jets this season. So, so that's already going against CJ Stroud there. Uh, 
add on to it, he's he doesn't have Tank Dell. I know Nico Collins looked awesome. Nico Collins looked great last week. He he seemed to fill in just fine. 191 yards. He was fantastic. Let's revisit that uh trade Jamar Chase for Nico Collins clip. Maybe uh maybe a little later this season we'll talk about it a little bit. <laughs> but in games without Tank Dell this season, CJ Stroud is averaging just 14.8 fantasy points per game. It's not been great. It's not been great. And it's weird to think about, right? Because CJ Stroud's been so awesome. I said a couple episodes ago that, that I think CJ Stroud's going to be one of the best quarterbacks to play the game over the next 15 years. Like he's going to he's going to be a top five quarterback for the next 15 years, I think. He looks so good. His talent is incredible. He passes the eye test. He's such a good, such a good quarterback. But this just feels like a game with a whole lot of handoffs. And I'm just worried that that in a historically tough matchup this season, I'll say, sorry, I don't know if historical is the right word there, but in a tough matchup for quarterbacks this season, and with with a duo in the backfield, which Damian Pierce hasn't been great, but he shined last week when he got some opportunities, he gets in the end zone, and against a defense that you can run the ball against in in, in New York, I, I I'm just not confident in rolling out C.J. Stroud this week. I understand if you have to, if you put all your chips in his basket, but I, I'm just tempering your expectations here. I think he could be a week 14 dud against this, against this tough jets pass defense. That's fair. That is fair. And I, I understand people may not have a choice. They may have just been rolling out with CJ Stroud after several amazing weeks. And they're like, well, I don't need to use this other spot for quarterback. We're past the Texans bye week. He's yeah. been consistent. I'm not going to lose because of CJ Stroud. If you have another choice, Consider that option. Uh, I, I I won't say you should bench CJ Stroud if you have another quarterback. It does depend on who it is. Sure. But the point remains: the Jets' defense has been really hard for fantasy quarterbacks, and it was the right call to bench two up be, simply because they're playing the Jets. And you know, Robert Sala, it's come back to bite him because they don't really win a lot of games. But he 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 made the point of like, yeah, we we've humiliated great quarterbacks and he backtracked it, which I don't think he should have. I think he should lean into it because, you know, he's head coach trying to get his team fired up. But the point was not even the best quarterbacks in the NFL are succeeding. Right. CJ Stroud is still a rookie. Don't anyone forget that. Don't anyone forget he's still a rookie. So it's fair. It's a it's a fair assumption to say CJ Stroud could be a dud this week because the Jets are still playing. The defense is still trying. I don't know why, but they are. They're trying yeah. their best. Let's do it, let, Wes. Let's do it real quick, impromptu. Roll with me here for a second. Okay. I'm looking at some of these matchups this week, and I want to ask you, would you play CJ Stroud or this quarterback? Okay. Would you play CJ Stroud? Against the Jets or Josh Dobbs versus the versus the Raiders? Um, I would say Dobbs. I like the rushing upside still. I, th- I think that's a little piece of it. Yeah. Would you would you let's let's do this. Would you play CJ Stroud versus the Jets? Or would you play Jared Goff versus the Bears? I would play Jared Goff. I think I would too. I think it's close, but I think I would. I think it's, I think that's how much. And, and if this was a different matchup, I would probably qu- pretty quickly say CJ Stroud. But first game without Tank Dell against a tough Jets defense, I think, I think that's where I'm at here. Here's a fun one that I'll close it out with. Would you play CJ Stroud against the Jets or Jake Browning against the Indianapolis Colts? 
<laughs> I suck. I got CJ Stroud. I can't. I think I would too. After. But dude, it's a 32 for 37. I'm like, hey, the Colts it was great. you can kind of pass against. Like, I, it was I think great. I had the conversation there, but I think I would still go CJ Stroud there. So he is my week 14 <laughs> dud. But I think there are like just still a really solid, probably 10 to 12 guys I would probably feel more comfortable starting him over. Uh, or starting over him, sorry, uh, this week uh, against the Tough Jets defense. So, Wes, close us out with your week 14 dud, and then we will hit the road. I want to remind people about someone that uh, many fantasy managers have been stashing for several weeks because we had a wonderful experience. And by many weeks, I mean he had an incredible one game and we were waiting for an explosive return. And it's fresh off of a bye week. You and I refer to him as Devon HN Light. But I think Keaton Mitchell will be a dud this week he's an exciting player but he's only scored more than 14 points once and it was that game that we all saw and thought who's this guy that was the one time he got more than 14 points we need to wait to see when he's going to be featured we need to wait to see if he's truly part of the ravens offense as a big play maker Right. I mean, we know that Zay Flowers is going to step into that role without Mark Andrews. We saw it. He had a phenomenal game before their bye week. I know the stats and the targets didn't look amazing, but Zay Flowers is part of that offense. He is the rookie the Ravens are depending on. Gus Edwards has had a touchdown heavy season, even though he hasn't a lot of carries and a lot of rushing yards. But that's the point. Because even in spite of all of that, Keaton Mitchell has never seen more than a 46% snap count. Yeah. And he's never had more than nine carries in a game. So he's exciting. He's got that league-winning upside. He's got a single-handed game-winning potential just because of his yards per carry, which is ridiculous. I think it's somewhere around 13 yards per carry still. It's stupid. But wait. Wait. Don't risk... The last yeah. don't risk your season with the season on the line. One game to go to make playoffs. You need to make playoffs. You got Keaton Mitchell and you're wondering, this might be it. I might need to do it. I or or you get three points. And yeah. he is not the boomer bust player that we can trust in that risk reward. He's not an established veteran that we do this for. So Keaton Mitchell is my dud, just for those that forgot about him, because I did. Don't start yeah. Keaton Mitchell. No, and and I'm and I'm with you. It's tough when it's you're you're part of a committee. So clearly, it's tough when you know if we're inside the five yard line, I'm not getting the ball handed off to me. It's it's tough when you know that my touches are going to be limited to a certain you know chunk of plays that we have set out for me. We saw the potential, and we're just waiting on it. And 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 he, I think he can. I think he's a great dud candidate this weekend, even if he he ends up having a good game. If he breaks off another one of those touchdowns or something like that, I'm, I'm still not rolling him out round one of my fantasy playoffs. I'm going to need at least two performances in a row before I feel confident to roll him out in the semifinals of the fantasy football right. playoffs. So I'm with you, Wes. I think it's going to be it's going to be something that we got to monitor and take a look at here. I, I've got him 
in a league where I also have Gus Edwards and I'm, and I'm going Gus Edwards over Keaton mm-hmm. Mitchell here because of just the touchdown upside, hoping for, you know, hope if I'm hoping for 10 or 11 points out of one of those two guys, I feel more confident that I could get it out of Gus Edwards versus getting it out of Keaton Mitchell. So I agree. Ke- Keaton Mitchell, somebody like you said at the very end of that, wait, just wait on Keaton Mitchell. It's not worth it yet. But hold him, stash him, see if he's going to pay off, and and if not, we move on. We 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 may move on here after after week fourteen. Listen, that's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. We always have a good time talking fantasy football with you. May the odds be ever in your favor for fantasy football this weekend. Final season, final uh, final week of the regular season. Let us know in the comments what you need to happen for you to be able to get in there and secure a playoff spot. Let us know if you're already in the playoffs, too. We'll definitely want to be able to keep uh, contacting and uh, be able to keep in, in keep in touch. What, uh, like if we're leaving a summer camp here. Keep connecting with you uh, <laughs> about the fantasy play. Hags, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Hags, Dash, Noah you know whatever uh listen it's gonna be a great time let us know did you get zeke let us know if, if zeke's a, a locked and loaded player for you for the fantasy playoffs it probably is gonna be for me so there you go there's that and let us know who your studs and duds are for the week uh before we get into the fantasy football playoffs it's gonna be a fun time before you uh before you head out before you close the video subscribe like ring that bell and follow us on all of our socials make sure to make tutty the troll smile We will catch you on Tuesday as we look forward to fantasy football playoffs. My name is Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been 4th and Troll Fantasy. 4th and Troll Fantasy is a production of FQ Media and Selby Artistic Workshop. (laughs) 